Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Because you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Why are we singing to you today? Hi, Krista. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. <laughs> We're singing because we better have some faith right now. Yes, we best because we don't quite have a topic for today. We've gone around in circles and nothing, y'all. <laughs> we got swirling, <laughs> swirling ideas. And so we've decided this must be the new direction spirit is taking us on. So for the moment, we don't know. <laughs> It'll be the surprise episode. Yeah, surprising, is, surprising us, and Chris is a little creepy crawly about it. It terrifies me because there's part of me that, even though our show is very freeform, there's usually a direction like, okay, here's the topic, go. Right. And that feels safe for me. Of course it would, but, you know, we've been discovering something about life, and this was one of our possible directions, <laughs> was talking about safety and how do we all go out and get it in our lives? And how do we do it in relationship? And and is it really safe when we think yeah. that we're doing the things to make it the situation safe? Are we really safe? Right. So I'm wondering, is there anything that comes to mind about some situation in your life that you think you're making safe that turned out? Um. Well, I guess I could say that maybe not in this moment, but over the last couple of months, sure. there was that... That's- part of me that wanted to be in relationship with golden eyes and have all the rules around the relationship in order to, or I thought it was going to create safety in the relationship. Like if we commit and if these are, everyone decides to follow the rules, then it's all going to work out perfect and Krista will be safe. Right. And there's nobody will challenge the rules because they're really only agreeing to the rules because you're forcing them to agree, right? This is a great right. piece of here, this, because we were talking also about freedom, which is an interesting mm-hmm. concept. So in your partnerships, in your really good relationships, which we call partnerships in many forms, do you let people really have the freedom to say no? Or are you manipulating for your yes? Well, I think that with Golden Eyes and I, we actually both put ourselves in the box. We both said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then we both went running from it in, a, in, in our So you like ways. got in, pulled the lid down over you, and then started screaming inside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we, we all of a sudden didn't feel safe. Even though we created the safe container, it for some reason made us both freak out in our individual ways. And then we got really unsafe feeling. And then you know, had to part ways. Yeah. And what happens too, I guess, is if we really don't come from a full yes inside us when we're being, we're coercing ourselves or someone else into saying yes, mm-hmm. when we're not a hundred percent sure, like people get married because someone says, I'm going to leave you if you don't marry me. Right. Or people get pregnant, pregnant <laughs> because if you don't inseminate me, I'm going to leave you and I'm going to find another man or I'm going to find another woman to have a baby if you won't quit your career and stay at home with kids. You know, So there's all these levels on which we threaten each other to get our needs met. 
and we never get what we want in those situations. Mm-hmm. We get the first yes or whatever that is. Which feels so good. It feels so good for like <laughs> 10 seconds. And the reason it feels good is because it's all ego controlling the situation. So maybe this episode should be named Control. <laughs> control. Control. And so what we're trying to play with here is letting go of the control of what is this about to see what Spirit actually wants to invite us to talk about today. And so what is happening now Like, wow, look, we're starting to talk about safety and we're starting to talk about freedom. And how do we decrease our safety when we decrease our freedom? Which is, I guess, exactly. It's opposite of what intuitively we think that we need. I don't know if the word intuitive. I don't think it's intuitive. I think it's instinctive. Instinctive. That's what I. Yeah. yeah, Because the the intuitive part of us increases freedom. So instinctually, we thought we needed that container to be safe. But what I'm finding out right now is that I actually am feeling more safe in our relationship, non-relationship. It's a non-relationship relationship. relationship. Right. We are not in (laughs) relationship, but we have a a very strong relationship. (laughs) So, and in that freedom or in now that we're out of the box, I'm finding a lot more peace for some reason. And I actually don't know what to do do with that new thought or that belief system or that new feeling because it feels like the opposite of what I should be feeling. Right. So you know we need to get in- some clarity on that because I know I just talked in a big circle, but it's like I thought when we had the rules and the structure, we would have happiness. And that didn't, that wasn't the case. Then when we said, okay, we're not technically together, can we just be friends and do what we do best and have fun together, then all of a sudden the happiness came back. And you allowed for there to be space for everything to come back. So it's not like you're saying we're only friends and this is the box we're in. You're like, we're not in a box. We don't know what the definition of this relationship is. And it changes every time we're together. It's fluid. Sometimes I feel like there's someone close to me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like we're further away, but we always have a fluidity between us that we can feel. There's no, again, you were talking about this the other day, Krista, there are no expectations. Mm. So without that, there's so much freedom that anything someone gives you is a gift. So isn't that weird? In the freedom, I'm finding the safety. Right. In the freedom, he's finding the safety. As long as you can live with the freedom, because the freedom is basically... and. You all will love to hear about this, but it's basically a first chakra thing is these ideas that our culture gives us, our tribe gives us about what's right and what's wrong. We've been impregnated with them essentially since the day we were born. Now we've been inseminated and impregnated. Impregnated (laughs) with everything that that is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. When you're going to get married, who you should be married, that you should be married, that you need to have kids, that all those structures. So in this case, your tribal beliefs were that it needs to look like this box where we're mm-hmm. monogamous and blah, blah, blah. And if you're in that, then you'll have happiness. Right. And that's instinct because that's based in your survival concepts and like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm going to only survive this if I have everything. And as soon as we do that, though, we we don't feel any fluidity. We don't feel any safety. We start feeling like – and then we start noticing the other person isn't feeling free and they start trying to – climb out of the box. So they're getting more distant. And the one thing I noticed too, Krista, was the freer I am, the more access I have to my intuition. Mm. So 
I'm more present to myself when I'm free, which means I'm more present to the other person, which means I'm more fluid, which means we actually have more, you know, it's just like any kind of fluid. You move better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I knew this was going to get sexy in a minute. It's going to get slippery. It's going to get slippery around here. Inseminating love. (laughs) So that's cool because as soon as we can feel our intuition and really that's where our safety is because our intuition will let us know, hmm, maybe this isn't such a great thing for you or maybe you should take a step back versus I'm going to put a wall around this because we've all seen people can escape from jails with machine guns pointed at them. Don't you think they can escape from you in a relationship? Yes. Well, I'm being reminded of my ideal scene that I made for partnership mm. that um, it's so funny because when I made it, I had a certain idea in mind. And now when I look back on it, my first instinct is go, oh, I, I'm not fulfilling that at all. But I actually am because on there was a lot about wanting to ha- experience freedom and relationship. Interesting. And when I wrote it, it's because I was afraid somebody else was going to try to take my freedom away. Mm-hmm. So I needed to be a little more careful in my wording. <laughs> because what's happening is, yes, I mean, it's all divinely planned. But what I'm experiencing is him kind of saying, you're free in this relationship, non-relationship, and it's uncomfortable. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually getting what I said I wanted, it's just coming in a form that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So your marriage, the problem for you, and one of the maybe most basic problems was that you didn't feel free. Yes. And, and I and, and I think went, I did have a lot of freedom too. That's the weird did, thing. You did, but you went and took freedom that maybe you, maybe you had agreed not to do or whatever, but you had to because you had mm-hmm. to break out of that box. Mm-hmm. And then here you come around and <laughs> jump back in the box. Where you're like, no, you get in the box. Now that I've escaped the box, you get in the box. Exactly. Very oh, funny. Oh, God. You, did I just do that? You did. Yeah. And But so have I. Who hasn't done that? And I think leaving the marriage, it was like, oh, I never want to be in. First of all, I was like, I'm never going to be in a long-term relationship. I'm never going to get married again, blah, blah, blah. And then what do I, as soon as I get out Don't you from guys the- remember that from the first few podcasts? Every time I'd say something about marriage, she'd be like, never. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want a long-term relationship. I want someone by my side. I want to feel safe. <laughs> and it's all good because we do want that when it's right and when there's freedom inside it. And that doesn't okay, so- mean random freedom. You will no. have some guidelines and ground rules to your relationship. Yeah. So if it's not a box and if it's not like a complete- open field, then what does the container look like? <laughs> I know that's like it needs some holes in it in a way. It's like a colander. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I see it this way. What if it's a permeable field that each of us have around us, like at the edges of us, that is full of what we actually really do need? And when it crosses over with someone else's, it either fits loosely and we can mm-hmm. move around and maybe we have one or two rules like monogamy because we're going to have a family or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have those rules. Maybe we don't. Whatever rules we need. But I guarantee there's going to be one or two rules for anything to really work because somebody needs something, right? We all need something. We should have that honored. But I feel like he's saying like we're not monogamous. Yeah. And yet I know right now we're both still being monogamous to each other. Well, you don't have to be. But I think that that's what 
the struggle kind of is, is it's like, it's like he needs to be able to say that. Yeah. Just to feel that he's free. And then in the, his freedom, he's still in a way choosing me. Even though, oh, even though he's absolutely. not, even though he's not choosing me. Exactly. He's not telling you, well, he's not he's telling not, me he's choosing me, but he's his not willing to commit to choosing you. Right. That's, so that's an interesting thing because commitment is actually a really big deal. And so what if we let people have some space around it mm-hmm. to choose without committing to the choice yet? Right. Like, and, and I would say like probably the first stages of relationship, like right now for me, mm-hmm. There's a lot of feeling of connection and a lot of feeling of desire to be just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And yet, we're not quite ready to go out into the world and say, we're in this relationship. Looks like you just did it. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll put it on a podcast, but you put it on a podcast, but I won't put it on Facebook. (laughs) Um, Because I don't have the picture. Like, no, it's because. Oh, do we need to book you a photo shoot? Yes, we do for for my Facebook announcement. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. If if you're coming out, you're going to come out big time. Yeah, whatever. It's but what is interesting is staying present. Every day with this conversation between he and I, Mr. Delicious, mm-hmm. um, which I just so am having fun calling him to his face, which he loves. He just, he loves it. So the place we have right now has a ton of freedom in it. And we might have touched on this before. There's a way in which I'm chafing against closing that container. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite ready. Do you need some liquid? I don't know. I don't want to close the container yet. And I have some breathing space I'm still requiring Mm. around shutting out every other open door. No exits is what I'm asking for in partnership. No Mm -hmm. exits. Asking for from him. No, I'm asking for it for both of us to Mm -hmm. enjoy that space. And I'm not ready. So instead of forcing myself to close those doors and make no exits before I'm ready, which will only make me break into break break down one of those damn doors. Like, bam, 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 open it. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Um, But I don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah. So I think that's part of what I'm waiting for is (laughs) in my wisdom, which I rarely claim to have, is that when I'm connected, I really know that I'm just not sure yet. Yes, I'm living that way. I'm Mm -hmm. living in a monogamous relationship. That's how I'm choosing. Right. And I'm not committed to it yet, which means I still need some space. To How does that feel to say that? Um, kind of really scary. I just went blank. I just went completely <laughs> blank because I had to really know that I am living that way. And I'm choose- I would not want anyone else in that relationship or with me right now. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. And yet I'm still not willing to just say, it's just you and just me. And I've shut all those other doors. So and what's the part of you inside that's not ready to So it has nothing that? to do with this human being, that right. Mr. Delicious. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all remember <laughs> Mr. L and Mr. C and how far away they lived. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Delicious lives um, 10 minutes down the road right. and possibly closer to heaven than I live. And hence the sha- cha- chafing. Chafing? <laughs> chafing. Chafing? Hence what are, what the chafing. <laughs> Um, hence the chafing, right? Yes, the rubbing hence up. Hence the it's reason close. why it's, it's hard to get committed because it's right here. It's intense, and it's intense, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And 
I'm the one that likes to have the guy 5,000 miles away. I'm the one that likes to have him three states in the past. No, apparently right now I'm (laughs) I'm her still. We need to start changing that sentence. I do. I love having my man so close. I do. And that's the funny part is that I actually, so I actually am in a monogamous relationship. I actually am behaving that way. And there is one part of me that's still holding out. And it has something to do with my safety. And I can't, for the life of me, put together what the safety piece is, Mm. but it has something to do. Now, here might be. So what we're doing today is we're talking from a place called discovery, which means we're not, we haven't planned our conversation. So as we told you, we have to have a lot of faith. So we don't- That we're being led to a discovery. We're being led to a discovery that we're sharing with you, which is how we coach with Mm -hmm. people. There's no plan for you. Um, That's not to say there's no plan, but there's a general- There's room for discovery. There's room for discovery. So what I'm discovering is I feel safer when I have a door open, when I can run somewhere, (laughs) right? Yeah. 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 So it feels less safe for me and much more vulnerable to actually say, I choose you and shut every door around me literally hard. And so this week, three people are knocking on the door saying, are you sure? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Not because they know anything about this commitment, but because spirit has them spirit knocking on the door in service to my choice. Yes. And as much as I'm mortified that this is actually going to come out as a podcast, it's a great discovery for me because I've been working with this at least as long as we've been on this podcast and mm-hmm. probably 59 other years <laughs> to sort out that getting the very thing I want, which is what you were talking about the container that holds a really powerful, strong partnership relationship is going to require that I grow. It's going to require that I do something differently. And full commitment is what I'm going to have to do, but I have to leave the door open until my whole system, all my chakras, Mm -hmm. all my embodiment, all of who I am says, yes, we're ready to commit. Because ultimately, your safety, my safety is not dependent on the other person. It's an inside job. Absolutely. So that's why you can clearly say, I'm in partnership, I'm in relationship, I'm in love, I'm doing monogamy, and it has nothing to do with him. Nothing. It's all about me, and something inside is still not quite settled, or your inner child is still like, are you sure? I don't know. Are you sure that's the cupcake you want? (laughs) Well, you know, I recognize that. To me, the best container for real deep intimacy is two people who are committed because there are no exits. That's part of the reason, right? Mm-hmm. So you nobody's going to run away. But with my foot still stuck in one of those doors, I'm probably in a situation where I'm I'm limiting the intimacy, and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. That's actually because the minute you start limiting the intimacy, then what happens? Well, I'm just not as scared. If I allow for all of the intimacy to come in and to be seen, like into me see, as they say. (laughs) Say that again? (laughs) Into me see. So you see into me is intimacy. It's kind of dorky saying, but it's- (laughs) Took me a minute. (laughs) It's boring. But um, that intimacy is actually the thing I believe human beings fear the most when we have our ego running Mm -hmm. the show, because 
if somebody honestly knows what we're about, what we care about, they can really hurt us. I think that's where Golden Eyes and I started chafing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we need in the lubricant. Yes, in the intimacy because it was getting really real where we were getting really honest with some really big blocks and fears and all of our stuff was coming forward and it was looking ugly at the time but I can see that it was actually really intimate material that we were getting into. Yeah. And I think him and I both have the pattern of when it gets too intimate, it's like whoosh, you have to separate and like huh, or cause a big fight. Or cause a big fight or that has to happen. And but even if it's subtle in the pushing away the intimacy, like say like right now, you're having these little tender feelings that come up and there's there could be the tendency to push the intimacy away a bit, but the minute you do that, it's this ripple effect. Yeah, you start losing everything. Y you lose more safety. He loses. He starts feeling unsafe, and then it's this ping pong thing back and forth. Well, how about yesterday yes. when <laughs> I was having something going on, which I'm not sure what, and I just started to feel a lot of energy of something, and it was basically like I was about to pick a fight with him, mm. and not because he had done nothing, absolutely nothing wrong. Inside me, I started to develop a story, and the whole point of the story was I was going to get to separate from him, even though it's the one thing I didn't want to have happen. So I'm afraid of separating from him. Because of that, I make up some little story about something that's not going right. And then on the back end, all I do is tell him about it, which makes him feel like, what? What do you mean? That hasn't, what? Like, you're making that up. And then I get defensive, he gets defensive, and we're... Mm -hmm. Now I created the space. Wasn't that brilliant? And that's how we do it in our ego because we're that instinct. So intuition. And you caught yourself. I did. And intuition is like, this is not true. This is. So I had a conversation with my friend, Krista. <laughs> and I had another conversation with my best friend who lives out of town. And we got through it. But I, you know. I think my comment was, are you sure you need to share that right now? <laughs> She was like, and, and then I'm going to tell him that, and I'm going to tell him that. And I'm like, yeah, um, why don't you stop and not tell him any of that? Why don't you get very clear on how you Do feel you first? really sure? Maybe you should stay home, she said to me. I actually said, stay home. maybe you should cancel your flight. She's like, I'm already committed. <laughs> Which was very funny. So what's interesting about this, too, is that that all of us go through the same process. It's a human process. And it it actually means that if we catch this process and live through it and don't divulge everything all the time, we actually might get to a place where we recognize that all of it is happening, in my case yesterday, inside me. Mm -hmm. And then I got this great little astrology pump from an astrologist. And again, we've mentioned before, we are not astrology people, <laughs> but every once in a while, someone graces us with some astrology. And it was just like, be careful, water sign, because I'm a Scorpio. Your moon is in Pisces right now, and that means you're going to have massive mood swings. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm having – and that's exactly – that's all that was happening. And I'm wondering for our audience to notice, any of you notice, yes, we have our period in that kind of a cycle, but we also – If you're a woman. <laughs> Did I say if you're a woman? No, you oh. didn't. You just said we all have our period. And I'm like – if you're a I woman, think, you yeah, have I was your trying period. to say to the women. So if it's the men, you guys don't have it, but you still have mood swings. You have to deal with it, and and you have to deal with. But 
What I mean is we also are connected to the stars and to the galaxies. And I know this sounds woo-woo, but it's actually true. If the moon can affect the tides on the planet Earth Mm -hmm. and our periods, we got to admit there's stuff in the energy of the universe that affects us. So let's not quibble over these things and then wonder, okay, if my astrology can do this, but how do I get mastery over what's set out as, quote unquote, the plan Mm-hmm. I have a vulnerability to mood swings during this time because of my So sign. too do I. <laughs> so I think I was just telling you, yeah. mine's like coming. I'm like, it's coming around the corner. How can I How do we manage it? It's like I magnesium. don't. Magnesium. Sure I've been taking it. <laughs> I'm, like, take do, my magnesium. I'm like serious, y'all. I feel like I'm in PMS <laughs> training right now because I'm like, okay, it's coming around the corner. I'm going to be taking magnesium. I'm going to be doing these breath uh, you know, exercises every day. I'm going to like get my Watch my chakras. I like literally am like, I'm so terrified of it coming around around the corner this month because of last month it felt like a shit show i'm like i have got to get a hold of this yeah and i feel like i'm battling the moon right now <laughs> well you, you know, might be the, a little battling bit the universe a bit yeah and and maybe you know what the image i just got actually instead of battling was what if you just lay down in the water mm. you know like that in sounds the so light. feminine doesn't it but just imagine like it being on a beach somewhere not like California with no waves <laughs> and just lying in the water and letting the moon affect you without you needing to go tell everybody about it and well that was just it. it there was a part of me that like wanted to go tell Golden Eyes okay it's coming and brace yourself brace yourself and be nice and make sure you give me an extra hug and let's <laughs> send you know, me roses that send me roses good. and let's meditate and do a healing on me so that I don't freak out it was like literally there was this part of me that needed to like armor up. Yeah. And so I appreciate you saying the like being instead of going into my masculine and trying to fight it, trying to lay back and receive what's happening and just be with it and allow whatever is going to come up to come up, but don't like allow it to be gently. Right. And don't hold on to it even when it comes up like, oh, here it is. Oh my God, it's going to be the worst thing. It's like, oh, it's going through me like a wave. Like, you know, the Hawaiian waves, those gentle ones where you're on the water and the full moon is coming down and just blessing you. And it's probably a good time to be a little bit more silent instead of yeah. like and really catching myself. Like, this is not the time Take to Take your go. own advice, Krista. Yeah. From yesterday, maybe you should stay home tonight. Yeah. Well, I would <laughs> if it wasn't for a concert we're supposed to go to. Oh, dang like, it. <laughs> but you know what? It's just about being mindful of like, okay – if I have these emotions, I'm aware they're going to come, probably going to come forward and having a plan ahead of time as to what I'm going to do. What's my process going to be? Yeah. And so much of this, as one, as my friend suggested to me yesterday, as I was driving towards his house, like triage, help, <laughs> got Chris on one line, Sarah on the other. What do I do is bring the energy back to yourself. So that lying in the water, in the soft, gentle waters with the moon and the stars shining on you is the same thing. You can call in that image and use it to calm yourself and be present with yourself because we already know it's not about him it's not about or her or he or she or And that's they. where we're going to get our safety back. Absolutely. So if I'm looking to him to create the safety, to create, you know, the meditations and the healing work and the <laughs> helping me, you know, giving me an extra fix hug. Me, and, fix me, yeah, fix in me. order to manage that energy, it's like I'm expecting someone else to create the safe space for me instead of coming back and creating my own safety. Right. And if there's one thing that our school, University of Santa Monica, really tried to teach from the day we got there was your safety is already in you. You find it. And there's nothing outside you that can hurt, harm, or endanger you in any way. 
Physically, of course, that can happen. But what we're talking about is the kind of fear of safety that most of us have is our emotional safety and our spiritual safety. And we are always in charge of that. But this is also where it goes to the next level spiritually. And this is where the faith part comes in because it's that concept of if we believe that we can be hurt or that we are not safe, then really what we're telling ourselves is we don't have faith that God, spirit, the universe has a plan for us. Or even, so for me, it's a general plan. And the general plan is there's a power of good, which we call love in the universe. And it's always drawing us towards that. And if you look, all the scientists now are proving this very same thing that there is this energy that when you align yourself with the energy, you affect your universe. Mm -hmm. You manifest what you see. So if you see a universe of love that you see responds to you and creates good for you, you can breathe into it. That's your life. Right. So if I'm constantly in fear of something, then it's as we've seen, that's what I've actually brought to myself. My whole fears about, oh, is they're going to cheat? They're going to leave me. But every time I had those fears, they actually came true. I was like manifesting that energy. And in some cases, we actually draw it towards us in terms of the human being. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to have. So in my experience, there have been men in my life that I needed to have a specific experience. And they were what Carolyn Mace would call sacred contracts that I made. Right. I need to have this experience so that I can grow. Because my soul made this decision. I'm going to show up on this planet as this child who is going to get this kind of attention, and it's going to last my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to eventually learn from it. So until I learn, stakes are going to get higher, and the universe is going to keep dropping these people in who have all agreed to To come here to help in my story, which is exactly what's happened. So as soon as we break the story, all those people are freed up to stop living that way also. So it's great compassion for us to stop living our story and freeing all these other people from their need to be tormenting themselves and us mm-hmm. with our story. It's a very fascinating way to live. So if you shift, and as we're talking about now, it's like, can we leave these containers open? Not ultimately and not forever, because right. we obviously need some structure. It's like, can I have faith that but this is happening faith? for me? Right. And if it's meant to be, it is going to evolve into the thing. And if it's not meant to be, it never was meant to be. Was that from the 60s, that poster? I can see it. Okay, the 60s. That I was little. (laughs) But it was like, if you love something, set it free. Mm -hmm. If it was yours, it will come back. Right. And that's And if it doesn't, it never was. It was never yours in the first place. We have an idea. We wanted something. But we always kind of knew. Maybe this isn't really ours. So where you are right now, you don't know. You know this feels good. Well, I know that I'm safe. Exactly. Whether he's by my side or not by my side, right. I'm really getting clear that my safety doesn't come from him because when I thought I had safety with him, we were in relationship and monogamous. That didn't end that up didn't to happen. be the case. And then when we were, you know, then now that we're not in that, I feel more safe. So. Yeah. It's not coming from an outside source, and it's really something I'm having to get solid with inside, and it's having the faith that whatever is happening to me is happening for me. And as long as I truly know that and believe that inside, there's nothing that can happen to me that's not 
perfect for me. Right. Even if it feels challenging and I don't like it, ultimately I know it's serving me on my spiritual path. Well, absolutely, Krista. And the the really important thing there that I just want to call out to is, again, going back into that the safety is inside. And that may be a concept that's hard to understand. Yeah. And what that actually means is that we have to pay attention inside and be there for ourselves. So what that means is if a part of you is hurting, you don't run to a bottle of alcohol or run We to, don't? <laughs> well, I mean, we do. But if we want to find the safety, mm-hmm. we, we do that put. first. And then we do. <laughs> well, there's a great line from a song that's like, I went out drinking and then in the morning it was twice as bad as it was the night before, right? Uh-huh. Because that never solves it. No. You can do it for a while to get some relief. And honestly, that's what we do, right? But it just gets bigger. Right. So learning about the safety being inside is, can you be the person with yourself that you want someone else to be with you? Can you be kind? Can you be gentle? Can you be open? Can you not force yourself into things? Well, I'm trying to figure that out. I definitely feel like I'm strengthening a muscle that I didn't even know I had. So that's an interesting place to be. You know what else, Krista, I'm just noticing also is that what this requires is choosing for yourself. So you're actually have released yourself from being a victim to anybody else. Because Mm -hmm. in the box, you had to have agreements and the other person had to agree to them. Right. Now, your agreements are only for you. And you know what the agreement is? It's that we're following the happiness. Well, that's that's, your agreement with you. Yes. And it's been stated between the two of us. It's like, let's follow what feels good. And so in that is we keep doing the things with each other that feel good and when something isn't feeling good, we just go a different direction or back away or go do something else for the day or the night or the week or the month or whatever. But I'm loving that concept because it's it feels really simple for me to do of like if it feels good, step into it. And when it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's no future or that it's over. It just means that for today, that didn't feel good. So let's go a different direction. Yeah. And I want to make a little distinction here because I think it's valuable We're not talking about if it feels good, like it feels like a party or it feels like, no. you know, what we're talking about is are both people staying on the level of consciousness where they're responsible for themselves and their safety so that the energy can flow really easily. That, that doesn't mean it, things won't come up to be talked about. It doesn't mean that life is always like a bowl of cherries, but what it does mean is there's lots of space to explore and wonder and keep your focus higher And, you know, sixth chakra where you look and you see with altitude that really everything's all right in the world and you still with compassion come down and be with people. Because I'm trying to follow the joy part of it. And there's where I see um, the old story try to grab a hold of it is in like a simple scenario like, okay, I'd love to see Golden Eyes tonight. I should call him. I should text him and say I want to see him. Oh, but what about if he doesn't want to see me? Oh, it's always me reaching out. And I start doing this like story and manipulation, I manipulation, and I start making my need or my desire feel scary wrong. or something wrong. And the the original intention was joy. Oh, I would be so joyful if I got to see him tonight. That would feel really good. But I like almost like shut my joy down and mm-hmm. I scare myself before taking that step. And so yeah. what I noticed the other night is I just said, stop that story, 
And I just asked with no expectation of him needing to say yes or wanting to or right. whatever. And he was like, sure. And then we ended up having like an amazing night. It was so simple and beautiful and fun. And I saw that I almost didn't allow myself to do it because I started telling myself the story of we're not in a committed relationship. I shouldn't disturb I shouldn't him. disturb him. I shouldn't spend my free time with him. Why am I going to spend- He doesn't deserve He doesn't my, deserve my time. Like if I'm going to spend time with someone, shouldn't I spend it with someone who's wanting to be in partnership? And I, was, I mean, I was like this thing that started building in my head and I was like, yeah. stop, follow what feels good. And when I allowed myself to do it without letting the container get in the way- it was just a fun, simple night. Yeah. And here's an interesting distinction, too, is like what feels good and joy are two different things. Like in some level, first, the way you said it the first time was so clear. You said, I'm following my joy. Mm-hmm. And joy is different than like sort of hedonistically feeling good, like possibly a one night stand, which feels good, or, you know, a couple glasses of wine, which feel good, that right, kind of no. thing. Joy is actually an underneath feeling that blossoms and grows. So it's like you start following joy and you actually start having it build. So the next morning you actually feel better, not worse. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of ways to detect it. And it has everything to do with staying connected to yourself. So you can feel, is this a bubbling up energy or is this a shutting down energy? Am I shutting down something to get drunk, to do, have sex, to smoke pot, to do whatever we're doing? Mm -hmm. Not that any of those things are bad, but if I'm doing it to shut down, right? notice it. Or to cope. Right, to cope. Instead, how about we just go, is this choice being made from love or is it being made from fear? Can you determine in your own body, do you have enough embodiment, not you, Krista, but all of us, Mm -hmm. do we have enough embodiment to ask ourselves, huh, is this question – so? When you were going through the story, if you had asked yourself, is this coming from love? You clearly would have had to say no because you were just manipulating for an outcome Mm -hmm. all over the place versus – Pure love is I want to spend time with you. Are you available? That was coming from love. And and then the faith part was it it doesn't matter which answer he gives me, whatever. If he says, no, I can't tonight – that doesn't mean he doesn't love me or want to spend time with me. It doesn't mean he does love you and it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. No, it just means, no, I can't tonight. And that doesn't have to mean anything. I don't have to build a story around it. Because so, you could very yeah. easily build But a story. the faith is either answer is perfect. And if he says no, well, then I'm probably being saved some drama or fight yeah. that was going to happen or something. Like just have faith that it's happening yeah, and Byron Katie has a great comment since we've been talking about her a lot lately. Um, she has a great comment, which is, you've been spared. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a journey you had to take. Whatever that was that you thought it was going to be, many of us have had experiences that we've forced into our, ourselves into in our lives that have ended up being pretty traumatic and uncomfortable and painful. Mm-hmm. What if we had let go in those situations and really let spirit guide us to our safety and taken us out of something we thought we wanted, and we would have been spared the entire situation. So right. I do have to say that there have been times when I've been spared, and I have had a struggle because I've thought I've been attached. Like, I want right. that to happen. And then there are times when I've seen it for what it is, and I've just been able to go, okay, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm letting go here because I'm just going to be with those words, you've been spared, or this isn't for you, or whatever that is. And I'll never know what I missed, 
But if I have faith again, then you know it was for the I'll highest know good. It was for the highest good for mm-hmm. that person, for me, for you know who knows. I've I've actually avoided car accidents because I got stuck in a McDonald's line. Seriously, it was the funniest <laughs> thing. And for twenty minutes, because a manager was having an argument with teenagers. And when I finally got through the line, thinking that was a wrong experience, there was the hugest accident on the freeway. Five cars sprawled all over the freeway. And I just realized I'm sitting there thinking I'm having the wrong experience. And I've been spared this massive car accident. Faith. 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 Faith and safety. Faith and safety. <laughs> so there you go. We didn't know what we were talking about, but I guess it's But we had to have faith, 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 faith. faith. We had to have faith, faith, faith. So we're giving you guys <laughs> some of our faith today. We love you so much. And thank you so much for being part of our show. And go out and spread the love, y'all. Spread the love. We love spread you. Spread the love. We love you very much. Bye. Bye. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, now, now. Thank you.